This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Our offer starts at less than £1 a week. You'll get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app. Hello and welcome to Poppy Talk, the news podcast. I'm Will Rooney and today I am joined by Head of Sport Mark McMahon and Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen to bring you bang up to speed with all things Fratton Park. It seems that Charlie Daniels has moved to Fratton Park and might be edging closer after the left-back departed Shrewsbury at the end of his deal. But if the experienced Premier League player does sign for Pompey, is he even guaranteed to start over Lee Brown? Harvey White became Pompey's first signing of the January transfer window earlier this week, but despite his lofty reputation at Tottenham, he's also not a given regular because of the form of Tom Naylor and Andy Cannon. White's arrival allowed Bryn Morris to depart on loan to Northampton, all but spelling the end of his PO4 career. And in truth, it makes Kenny Jacker's decision to play him in the playoffs even more baffling. And after the 4-0 win over AFC Wimbledon, surely Pompey must be striking fear in their League One rivals in this tight promotion race. All this and more in the latest episodes of Pompey Talk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today is Neil Allen and Will Rooney. It's the morning after a fantastic victory. 3-0 win at Fratton Park against Four. AFC Wimbledon. Four. Sorry, you're right. Flipping heck. Four. <laughs> How could I forget Ben Close's goal? Of course. Oh, my apologies. Dear. My apologies. But anyway, forget that. Neil Allen is wearing a Northern Ireland training top for some reason and he's desperate to let yeah. us know why so Neil explain nice, yourself it? <laughs> it's nice well, for you <laughs> well readers of the news may be aware or may not be aware that I recently spoke to Ian Stewart who was a Northern Ireland international who who um, I won't say played for Pompey but uh, he was on <laughs> Pompey's books for 18 months in the uh, in the late 80s he arrived as a Northern Ireland international played 52 minutes in 18 months and ended up leaving Pompey for Division 4, all shot, before going to non-league. Basically, Pompey ruined his career for whatever reason. A lovely, lovely man. He works as grassroots manager, grassroots development manager, sorry, at uh, the Irish FA. And uh, lovely man. And during our chat, he says, do you know what? He goes, I've got loads of apparel, he described it as. I've got loads mm. of apparel. Uh, I'll send you some of the post if you want. So, okay. Yesterday, I've got... Three polo shirts, uh, a jacket, tracksuit bottoms, a football, and a pump. And the pump. Very good. Well, lovely, lovely man. Very it's not good. bribery. It's. Uh, <laughs> Yo, but, you uh, just had a backhand and I was a bit to, to plug it that all. <laughs> well, without wanting to quote Steve Cottrell, he may be seen some of Neil's gear and he thought he needed an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually we'll talk about Steve Cottrell in a second, I suppose. But yeah, so it's very nice. I've tried it over the first time, Mark. Yes. And, uh, no, no doubt you're jealous. This fine apparel. Well, black's not my color, so um, if it helps me, oh, I, I, I excellent, send it my way then, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> but very nice of them indeed. And just then on the subject of Ian Stewart, the the story actually did very well. Bear in mind, he only played literally sixteen minutes of league football for Pompey. It's staggering, isn't it? Really, and I know a few of the older fans sort of said to me, "I didn't realise what happened. I I thought he was in, he was injured in that time," um, and. Obviously, I wasn't around at the time, but from speaking to other players, I always thought he was injured. <clears throat> he was injured, so um, yeah, he, he came here. and Alan Ball didn't fancy him. Never played in the league again for Pompey after the first game of the season as a substitute. That was it. One more appearance uh, in the full members' cup, and uh, it's a remarkable story because he, he came here five months early. He played for Northern Ireland uh, the previous summer. He played for Northern Ireland in the World Cup finals. And started against Brazil, and then never played again after he joined Pompey. Very yeah. strange one, really. But say he's a lovely man, and he's been a, 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 he's worked hard for the Irish FA for the last twenty six years, and uh, doing tremendous work there. Good stuff. And he's very well, generous as well. Oh no, definitely. You didn't have to do that at all, like. So yeah, fair play to him mm. indeed. Well, you know what Ian Stewart feels like. You were in the new, you were a news reporter for a time, and then they didn't fancy you, and they chucked you our direction. Like, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Know what it means. You got lumbered with me, and the uh, career's been in the doldrums since. <laughs> what can no, I do, no like? of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Anyway, well, let's let's talk. Let's okay. Yes, there was a game against Wimbledon last night, but everybody wants to talk with transfers. Um, mm. Last night, there's some developments in that front with news that Charlie Daniels wasn't uh, going to be renewing his contract at Shrewsbury. Now, bear in mind, this is Wednesday morning we're in. This could change very very quickly, mm. but uh, positive for Pompey fans that you know what he could be coming to Fratton Park. Yeah, it's a surprise, isn't it? Especially the timing of what Shrewsbury put it out. I mean, it was like half an hour before their team news came out, before they played Southampton in the FA Cup. So the time was really odd. I mean, a lot of fans were probably keeping an eye on whether he play anyway because there was a bit of confusion when his contract had, had expire. Um, looks like he has departed Shrewsbury now and maybe a move's going to accelerate. And all that Joe Gallen was quite tight-lipped, but I said that a left-back is imminent. And we know that Jack really wanted another special left-back in to come and to come and challenge Lee Brown because I know Harvey White can can actually play there. We'll probably come on to him in a minute, but he needs another one, don't they? If they're gonna uh, if they're gonna be challenging promotion, you can't rely on on just Lee Brown alone because there's what how many games the it's what twenty six games something like that or twenty five games left to play. Lee Brown he's gonna need a rest now and again. I mean, if you get someone the ilk of Charlie Daniels, I know he's thirty four. He's not like Kenny Jackett signing, is he? You know, disgusted about he's only signed one player who's thirty, but maybe he can he can be that that signing who really inspires. He's gonna he, he if he does come, it sounds like Pompey are really really keen on him. Joe Gallon didn't deny that they were interested, so it sounds like he's gonna add a little bit of experience, a little bit of now, and he's been playing well at Shrewsbury as well. By all accounts, he's been playing playing really well. And let's not forget, last season he started off. As a Premier League footballer, he started born his first two games, then he picked up a, yeah. a bad knee injury against Man City. So it <clears throat> seems like he he's he's fully recovers from that. And if he's close to what he was like last season, at the start of last season, and you've you know, you know, you've ultimately got a, a Premier League stroke championship player on your hands that that's coming into League One. So 
you know, hopefully there's development over the next couple of days. Sounds like there will be, but if Daniels does arrive, I'm sure that most fans will, if not all fans, will welcome it. Neil, do you feel sorry in a way for Lee Brown? Burn in mind, he's probably playing some of the best football of his Pompey career at this moment. Um, but all of a sudden, Pompey are going to bring in, as Will said, a Premier League, a guy with loads and loads of Premier League experience. Um, he's going to be challenging him for his spot. Now, there's a lot of games to be played, but Lee Brown must be surely going flipping heck. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, I've always felt that the criticism towards Brown has been harsh and um, he has been targeted last year. This year, he looks a different player, doesn't he? And supporters um, have recognised that and they, they recognise the contribution he makes. Now, uh, with Lee Brown, it's important to remember that he was playing for it through an Achilles injury for almost a year. <clears throat> and I was speaking to him about this yesterday. And um, he was in so much agony, he had to use a walking stick to get around his own house. Uh, to go to the bathroom and things like that. So um, he was playing through the pain most games, so he couldn't give his uh, give his best ab- um, uh, ability in those matches. He would try to do everything, but he said he said he couldn't give and go because it hurt so much, and he was playing within himself because of the agony. And in the end, he had an operation in Sweden last year, just for Christmas, didn't it? Uh, and uh, he's come back from that, that now, and we're seeing a different Lee Brown, aren't we? And uh, he, he knows he's playing better simply because he's no longer feeling pain. It's no longer restricting how he plays football. So um, it, it, it's an intriguing one, I think, because Lee Brown is number one, quite rightly so. Ahead uh, of Pring when Pring was here, quite rightly so. And suddenly you've got Daniels who could come in, who's a established Premier League player, played regularly for Shrewsbury. Um, and he could come in and not be a backup, but be first-team competition. And Joe Gallen mentioned this yesterday. He said, look, we don't want anyone to be a backup. They have to challenge. We want competition to bring out the best in all players. And that's how this left-back will, will, will be. And uh, Gallen, like, like Will said, was remaining tight-lipped about the identity of the left-back. But he's hopeful one will be in before Saturday. And... Um, and, and resolve one of the, the the spots that Pompey have at the moment in that squad. Well, is this clear evidence that Pompey are are seriously going for it this year? Now, in the past, there's been a couple of windows where they brought in Vaughan, Bogle, Esgrove. Mm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. is this? There's the, we all know Pompey don't need massive, massive amounts of new numbers in here in this January window. Just a one or two. Is this proof by bringing a player of Daniel's quality? The Pompey think you know what if we get this on, this is us. We are well stocked for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously Jordan. Um, he's not with us today. He's still got a bad cough from after having coronavirus. Seems like he's on the mend, which he'll be happy about. But he's still got having coughing fits anyway. I know he he always mentions like when Pompey won the Division One title that January when they brought in <clears throat> Yakubu and Tim Sherwell just to ensure that they they basically didn't. Jettison and and Reckon and they made sure that they had the quality to get over the line and a uh, signing like Daniels you'd think it, it'd be similar to that really wouldn't it someone who has played at a better level quite clearly you know and, and can come in and add experience and and get the job done knows what it takes to be to be promoted so it, it just reminds me of that really you're right Pompey in in January's maybe not last season but a couple of seasons ago they brought in. What ultimately were backup players, the likes of Otterborn and Isgrove, James Vaughan, 
Bogle perhaps came in as a bit of a start but didn't do it. But you're right, most most <coughs> of the signs they brought in were, were backup players. Andy Cannon and Brim Morris as well. They were both regarded as very much players for the future rather than players who'd come in and, and immediately affect the, the promotion push. So Daniels comes in, I can I can I can definitely see him challenging Brown, certainly. I mean, if Charlie Daniels comes to Pompey, he won't want to be back up, will he? You know, he's thirty four now, he's been playing regularly at Shrewsbury. He's not gonna come down here and think, Oh, I'm moving back to the South Coast, I'll be near my family, I'll be picking up a wage, happy days. He's gonna to wanna to remember this season, like the season that he come back from injury, he played all these games and it ultimately ended in promotion. So yeah, I think it is definitely a different tack from, from Kenny Jack. As obviously we're seeing Harvey White coming in who's the other end of the spectrum from, from Daniels, who's obviously very very green and it's is learning his trades out on loan at Pompey, but so far Looks decent window for Pompey if they can get Daniels over the line. But so if 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 Daniels does come in, Jacket won't be swayed by his reputation to play him. It, it, it's not like that, Jacket. He's not fussed about leaving established players on the bench. He's brutal. We, we saw with Brett Pittman, he, he would cut him out, put him on the bench or whatever. He, he's not fussed, and we've seen with many lone players just keeping them on the bench. Nicolaisen perhaps thought he was going to come in for a first-team place. You stand the you bench have and to look at, work your way into that team. You just had a look last you know? night whenever he had a chance to bring on Hawilla. And there was no sign of Hawilla coming out. He brought on the four substitutions, which is fair enough. But why not just throw Hawilla on there for the last five minutes when he brought yeah. him close? Again, it just shows you that he doesn't think along those lines. He doesn't care, does he? No, no, he doesn't. Like, like James Vaughan. James Vaughan came in. And in the end, he was told to go back at Wigan and train with them. And then, when the Pompey had an injury, he got called back and has to play in the semi-finals of the playoffs. Yeah. So, Jack is is absolutely brutal. He's cutthroat. It's all tunnel vision. The success mm. of the team—that's all that matters. Which is to be applauded. He wants success for this football club, and he's not bothering about egos or trying to monocoddle people or put his arm around them. You know, if if it is Daniels. There's no guarantee he'll play any games, is there? Yeah, yeah. Because it's Jacket. He's he's not first, and we've seen many disgruntled players leave this football club um, over their lack of uh, participation in first team games through Kenny Jacket. And let's face it, all managers do it. Alan yeah. Ball did it to Ian Stewart, who we mentioned start the thing. Paul Cook did it to players. All man- Harry Redknapp did it. All managers do it. Kenny Jacket's not nastier than anyone else because he wouldn't give Brandon Hornsby a game. It just happens. Yeah. It's football. Well, uh, uh, slight, uh, I'm going off on a slight tangent here, but whenever Andy Cannon was taken off for um, Harvey White last night, directly was in his head going, bloody hell, here we go again. I'm the first one off. Or did he appreciate that the manager, the manager might have actually been giving him a wee bit of rest, burn in mind the games that are coming up? Yeah, I think when Cannon used to get a little bit annoyed to say, and a little bit, I mean, a lot of noise, I mean, you could see it, couldn't you? You could literally see it on his face, the way he used to traipse off. He wasn't because he was still proving himself, weren't he? Like he, he always felt like he had something to prove with with Kenny Jacket, and he always thought he was the easy option to to drop or to bring off. But now he probably appreciated that last night. I mean, he he's established himself firmly in the in the starting eleven. He's a a key cog along with Tom Naylor, um, one, been one of Pompey's best players in the season. He probably realised we're three 0 up. We've got Hull on Saturday, Lincoln on Tuesday. You know what? The game's done. I might be able to get myself a goal leader for stay on, but 
in the greater goods of things, I'll be starting on Saturday. I'm not going to pick up an injury if I come off. I don't need to prove myself anymore. So I think with Cannon, he's probably matures. I think that's that's one thing to say with with Andy Cannon when he, you know, he was a little bit restless when he came in, but you know he he understands how valuable he is to the team now. So when when you know that, I think you realise like Look, I'm coming off, but happy starting yeah. Saturday happy days. It was a bit of a compliment, really, that Bree brought off last night. Um, mm. um, but they, his replacement, Harry White, then brought him from Spurs on Monday. Were we able to sense anything from his performance last night, or was it the second half wasn't a great second half? Like, a bit bitty, wasn't it? Like, but did we learn anything from it, or no, not at all? It, it became like a friendly, didn't it? Because Pompey was 3 0 up at half time, the game was done and dusted for that, that, those bursts of goals before half time. And, um, uh, so sort of Wimbledon changed their system. They went to a back four as well. But the, the game was over and, and Jacket used it like a friendly to bring on subs. Let's not forget the previous game at Fleetwood didn't bring on any subs. And then suddenly sat, uh, on, on Tuesday night, because it was all done and dusted, he, he gave players a chance, didn't he? And brought them off the bench. And uh, we had our first glimpse of White and me and Will were talking that we, we noticed one, one tremendous slide tackle he did on the, on the touchline in front of the south stands. And... Uh, to get stuck in there but um, Jacket made it very clear that he's a different player to Cannon and, and Naylor he says it's, it's not a like for like he's different he's left footed he's a holding player he's a passer um, he's, a, he's not like those two so he's not a backup for them at all he just gives them a different option because a few there aren't many left footed players around in Pompey's squad um, so you know really you think perhaps he's going to compete with Ben Close for that spot but in the end, both came on a sub, didn't they? And Ben got a lovely goal. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was encouraging, but it, it was only on for, what, 19 minutes, wasn't it? So uh, we need to see plenty more of him. And hopefully he, hopefully we will this season. I just I just hope people don't get silly and it's a clamour to bring him in the side because at the moment the side doesn't need it because everyone's fit, they're playing well. The midfield two are outstanding at the moment, Cannon and Naylor. You don't need White at the moment. Yeah. So just... just be patient. He's a 19-year-old lad. Just he'll, he'll get his chance to sub or whatever. Mm. We'll see what happens. There may be injuries. There may be loss of form. But let's not, let's not do a, a, a Nicolaisen and demand he's thrown in yeah. straight away. Uh, he's got to bide his time. And he's got to earn his place because at the moment he's competing against two brilliant players for Pompey. You don't want to disrupt that rhythm, really, do you? Well, with Naylor and Cannon, they're playing so well at the minute, and for the sake of bringing on somebody or playing them for one game and giving somebody a rest. Pompey are in the position they are simply because they've been able to get players playing and Cannon and Naylor are central to that at the minute. So you don't want pressure from Spurs. All you need to be giving him a game mm. every so often. You just want Pompey's rhythm to maintain and you run the risk of doing that, do you? I think you've hit the nail on the head there. What what reason is there to drop Naylor or Cannon? If I have a way to drop, they'd be up row, wouldn't they? At the minute, they've been both been absolutely superb this season. Funny when I spoke to Kenny Jacks a couple of weeks ago about potentially bringing Premier League players in and he's saying you know giving lads the first loans under 21 players because I, I put it to him it didn't really work out Conor Ronan or Des Landers did it so would you do it again he said he said he would but sometimes clubs are looking to for them to get minutes you've got to have an agreement really sometimes that they'll come in they've got to earn the place off the bench and it sounds a little bit like that with, with Weiss because there's no reason to, to promise spares that he's going to be playing because you can't promise that and he wouldn't have been sent to, to Pompey otherwise. It reminds me a little bit and I'm just thinking then 
I remember a couple of years ago when Luton won the league, they brought in they brought in Alan Connolly on loan, and he hardly played for Luton. He hardly played at all, um, because they had like you know Danny Hilton and players like that up there. Um, the other lads, yeah, this lad, I forget his name now. Um, up front, I forget oh. his name. Now he scored all the goals, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Collins. Yeah, Collins. Yeah, James yeah. Collins. Yeah, but he couldn't get a he couldn't get a place above them. Clearly, Aaron Connolly's <clears throat> gonna have a better career than those, and by all accounts, Harvey White might go on and have a better career than Andy Cannon and Tom Naylor because he's very well regarded at Spurs, but. It doesn't mean he's going to play. It doesn't mean he's a better player at this moment in time. It doesn't mean he's better suited for a promotion push at this better in time. Just because he's got a really, really good reputation as a youngster and there's a lot of potential there, it doesn't mean that he can come in and demand a start and stuff. Because at this moment, it, he probably isn't a better player than Tom Naylor or Andy Cannon. He's probably come here, learn a little bit about the men's game, be around the environment more, know what it's like to to earn three points on a Saturday. Like, I know we weren't there for Fleetwood, but games like that, when you know you've got to battle and learn and, and fight, <clears throat> even if it's from the bench, you can learn a lot from, from the, the two lads in the middle. So I think that's what he's come down here for. And then, as Neil said, he adds a little bit of bit of passing and, and a set-piece threat as well, by all accounts, in the middle of the park. Yeah. I, I do remember um, in the 2016-17 season, uh, Pompey brought in Gabamba in the January transfer window. Um, and as the season progressed, there was a clamour from supporters to give Kabamba a go. Let it, let us see what he can do. And you think, wait a minute, Pompey are trying to get promoted here to to League One. It's not a time to experiment and throw in Kabamba, who's come from non-league football, to see what he can do uh, up front. I mean, as it turned out, he wasn't good enough for Pompey, wasn't good enough for Hawks, and he's he's currently out the Kilmarnock team. But but. You can't experiment. This is not a time to experiment and give non-league players a chance in that scenario. Um, uh, and he played, he played. I think he played one game, which Pompey won. And, <clears throat> you, you can't do that. This is what Pompey needs to get promotion this season. The same with Hackett Fairchild. He's been really unfortunate uh, that he's not been given any opportunities, whether through injuries or whatever. But he's been keep competing with, with Ronan Curtis on the left wing. Ronan Curtis is ahead of him for obvious reasons. Hackett Fairchild's come from non-league into league. He needs time to adapt. At the moment, he's not good enough. Again, you can't give Hackett Fairchild chances, opportunities, starts. Pompey are trying to get promotion. Now, with White, it's a different scenario slightly because he, he could be a better player because he's not come from non-league football. But again, he's got to earn his spurs, if you excuse the pun. He's got to warrant a place and be better than the people in the team. You know, not give him a chance, not let's see what he can do. This is a team pushing for promotion. Jacket's job depends on this. He's out of contract in the season. If he doesn't get promotion, we all know what's going to happen. It's not a time to experiment and give players game. Give Hawulu a game up front, see what he can do. Oh, wait a minute. Marquis and Harrison are ahead of him. So there's a pecking order there as well. It's about winning promotion, not giving players minutes, being kind to them seeing what they can do in the first team environment. Let's get promoted with the best players on the pitch. Well, one player who was given the benefit of the day and given a couple of minutes on the pitch, but ultimately, no offence, it, it didn't go down as as well as I expected. It was Bryn Morris. 
Um, you predicted on this podcast last week that it's time for a fresh start. You, you accused me of throwing you under the bus at some point last week. That's <laughs> it, yeah. But it looks like your your prediction was right, and, and Brent Morris has now left the club, which, again, just repeating what you said last week, can't really be a surprise, can it? No, it can't. And, you know, I asked Kenny Jeff about this on Saturday. I just... I, he did this, you know. He went out and did this fitness work. He weren't in the squad, so you know he's not in the squad there. And I just thought, well, he's got three defenders on the bench. He's got Nicolais and Boltman and Minogue. Is he is 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 a move in the often? Is he does he not want him to get injured just to get him out? And then you see Kenny Jackett speaking to him before before kick off, like you know having a discussion with him next to him. And so I just thought something's happening here. Something's happening. That's Kenny Jackett, like you know, is it? Is anything happens like what we're speaking to about? Oh, he says running numbers, etc. But you know, we did say could he go out? He said, Yeah, potentially if we get someone in. So I knew something was happening there. And as you say, it just hasn't worked out for, for Morris, has it, Danny? He's had his injury problems, but it just, and every I think most supports agree, it just makes the playoff decision more baffling, doesn't it? To bring Morris back in ahead of mm. Naylor, um, which we were all baffled about at the time when when Tom Naylor was dropped for Brim Morris for <coughs> his first appearance in fourteen months, and it wasn't Morris's fault by the way, he did, which you know people have got on his back for. It wasn't his fault. He he came back in. He probably weren't expecting to come back in. He probably expected to be part of the squads, but he probably didn't expect to play both of those games. But it just to see the form that Tom Naylor is in now, he's playing <coughs> his best football of his Pompey career without a shadow of doubt, and. So we've dropped him for the playoffs for Morris, who started the first few games of the season. Played, I think, thirty after after the it was the MK Dons game. He played thirty two minutes of league action since. Mm. It just it's just so confusing, isn't it? Why why Jack had um, made that decision? I know he said he wanted technical players in there at the time, but yeah, I mean, Jack probably won't openly come out and admit that he made it made a mistake there but surely behind closed doors you must look back on that and think I got that one wrong Yeah, you can't have a conversation about Bryn Morris Neil without anybody bringing up that playoff semi-final can you <laughs> he, he didn't play badly in the playoffs either Morris but the, the, the problem that Morris Morris is a bit more safe <clears throat> that's the issue um, he, he, he doesn't burst to get forward he hasn't got the, the shooting ability of close I mean in fact, he had a run start of the season. His shooting was appalling. The amount of times... I think Stevenage, he, he hit the stand three or four times. Um, he, Close has got, is better at scoring than, 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 than Morris. And he's very tidy. He's very neat. Wins second, you know, picks up second balls and all sorts. It's all very safe. And Cannon's a completely different player. Cannon can run with the ball. He pushes forward. Um, he gives drive. He gives energy. Uh, and he's a front foot player, Cannon. Whereas Morris was very much back foot. And yeah. it, it, it didn't work. And it, he had his he had his, his time in the team start of the season, eight or nine, started the first eight or nine games. But it it, it wasn't right. Um but I, I always say that they really regarded him highly at Wickham. He did ever so well at Wickham. Hmm. They wanted to keep him. Pompey nipped in and bought him from Shrewsbury. Um now there must be a good player in there because he did arrive for Wickham that season, half the season. So he came to Pompey, got injured early on, and he's always playing catch up from that point. People may make up their minds about him, don't they? And he never won them back. And he, we never saw the best of him, nowhere near. Um, he, as Will said last week, he needed a fresh start, didn't he, Will? And uh, 
Um, a really nice lad, great pro, worked hard. You, the amount of times you see him at games and he was the, the 19th man warming him up on the pitch beforehand as well, uh, just putting himself through it. Uh, terrific pro and uh, all the best to him. It, it didn't work out. It was time to go. He was nowhere near Pompey's team and in these days of restricted squads, you can't afford that. You need all players to compete and um, his replacement's white. So let's see what he can do. Well, um, I wouldn't ask Neil this question, so forgive me for filling it your way. I'm just going back slightly. We're still on transfer talk here at the minute. But Shrewsbury also announced that Mark Pugh was not going to be signing the contract. <laughs> now, he has been linked with Pompey in the past. What's yeah. the chances of a double deal? Because Mark Catlin in his programme notes said they were pursuing additions. He, he wasn't... He was he was talking plurally, not rather than the singular. So hmm. can we expect anybody else? If Daniels comes through the door, can we expect further business? Could Mark Pugh be on that their radar? Well, if they get Daniels in, they've still got one space in the squad left because um, Harvey White doesn't count. They've had to register Duncan Turnbull now, I think. But I think it's still a bit of confusion when you're at a register squad's um, deregistering etc because when Turnbull starts the season as a subkeeper he weren't registered because he didn't have to do it till after the transfer window so yeah that's a little bit confusing but let's just say they've got one space in the squad um, for me you'd have a bring you'd have a bring in another central midfielder because White had something different but he's not another draft I, I always got the impression they wanted a replacement for or, or like for like for Cannon someone who had that Box to box drive and energy, and White doesn't sound like he's got that. So, for me, you either bring in someone of that ilk, or you bring in another, another forward. Because Jack said in the past, you can never have too many, too many forwards. Whether that's a striker or a winger, I don't know. Um, if you're playing Williams as as a second striker now, well, there's an argument that you're a winger short. Then possibly an awkward ruler can play there, but then you've only got Jacobs, Harness, and. And Curtis, so there's an argument that he needs perhaps another winger in. Back onto Mark Pugh. I don't think he's done well that well at Shrewsbury, though, has he? I don't think he has done as well as, as Daniels. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's done well since he's left Bournemouth, has he? No, no he, obviously really. was a, he was obviously a QPR last season. And then he went before the season resumed because of a contract situation. So if he played so many games, I think if he played one more game, he would have extended his deal by a year. Um well, I don't think he's done that well at Shrewsbury. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'll, I'll just try and get the, the stats up now. And, you know, if Mark Pugh, don't get me wrong, he's got a reputation, he's got experience, which again, Jacket might Jacket might want, but you'd want someone who you'd be confident. Yeah, one goal in 10 games, so he hasn't really been a regular there. I know he's obviously joined late on in the window, but he hasn't yeah. been a regular there. Um, So you'd probably be looking for maybe... He'd probably be... A fair bit in wages as well, but need Mark Pugh. So maybe you're looking for someone who'd be a little bit cheaper, but someone perhaps on the up as well who could maybe mould into a player down the down the line. Someone with a bit of versatility who can play right across the front line as well. I'd say, but it'd be interesting if they have got one bare three. I can't see Jack leaving that leaving that open unless it's really for for budget reasons. It just seems pointless. So if they have got that three, then. Perhaps centre midfield or or an attacker might be the best route to go down. It's interesting though, that the jacket won't use a ruler out wide, which where Coventry mm. did on occasions use him mm. out wide on the left as part of a three or something. But jacket sees him purely as a central striker and doesn't do that. Um, 
I mean, do you remember at Coventry when he put Pring out as a left winger yeah. rather than using Hawula? Um, so it's, it's a funny one with him. What Jacket only sees him central. Yeah. Um, I thought Jacobs, <laughs> that was his best game for Jacobs since he came back from injury last night. I thought he was superb. He's a classy player, isn't he, Jacobs? Um, and he was um, he was flitting around, wasn't he, between the lines and uh, on the flanks and uh, what a ball in for the free kick from uh, for Raggett's goal as well. So there were signs that, that, that Jacobs now building his fitness and getting back to what we know he can do. And, and Curtis, of course, came on. So he's all right on the left-hand side, isn't he? He's got those options there. So um, it's, it's, it's interesting, but again... You've got to remember that they've got the salary cap and it's fitting everyone in, isn't it? Um, yeah. And while the salary cap's going on, you can't you can't renew contracts, can you? Because it is a new salary cap. Yeah. Well, well, like you mentioned there, maybe in the wings and Williams and all, they might need another right winger. Again, this is me talking as a fan, really now. But Marcus Harness seems to offer quite a lot, but at the same time doesn't offer that much if you know what I mean every time he's on the ball I'm excited to see Marcus Harness run at the fence or he's doing his tricks but at the same time too I'm slightly underwhelmed by his stats like when was the last time he scored when was the last time he had the last time he scores a league goal was I think it was Northampton on the 27th of October um, which is mm-hmm. obviously it's be a surprise for, for someone he scores against Kings Lynn in the FA Cup but yeah. it's a long time ago for Harness considering he started the season off like a like a rocket, didn't he? Um, he yeah. took a bit, and he scored two against Colchester. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, you know, it's you've got to get him in a team because he's such a quality player, and I think a lot of Pompey players with Greece, Pompey's on his day, Pompey's best player, Pompey's most talented player, without a shadow of a doubt. But he put in a few decent balls yesterday as well, a few crosses into the box. But he's just struggling for for goals and goals at the minute, isn't he, Harness? Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps assist, I'll have to have a look at that. But yeah, I know what you're saying. He's always tricky, etc. There was one moment against Wimbledon where he beat two players. You think, and go towards goal, and then he cuts back and does a crease turn and beats them again instead of being a bit more direct. Um, perhaps he's just a little bit low in confidence and, and he just needs a goal. I mean, it happened with Marcus, didn't it? We all know he's a quality player and he's in, yeah. a, he's in a side that are delivering wins. So there's no reason to drop him at the minute, is there? Because He's, he's no, certainly not. I wouldn't even side. suggest dropping him, but at the same time too, mm. I was just slightly, slightly concerned that his stats aren't backing up what you anticipate they should be. At this yeah, stage of the I know season. what you mean, especially because there was so much anticipation. Like, wasn't there? There was so much like this could be our, you know, our next Jamal Low. Um, he could be go on and be as good as him. And if if we don't go up this year, then that's Marcus Harness gone. I mean, still probably would be interested. Pompey didn't go up this season, but not after the start of the season. You were thinking. He's going to be scoring. He could score 15, 20 goals here if he keeps it up. Obviously, on the flip side, he's not playing in a central role anymore. He is out wide, so he's not getting as many goal-scoring opportunities and he's more of a provider now, but he can hardly moan. He can hardly moan, given the former Williams. He's been absolutely yeah. superb as well in that sort of number 10 role, hasn't he? So, yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying, but I, I wouldn't be a panic station by no means with, with Harness, but he does need a goal. I always agree with that. Yeah. Okay, Neil, Will got his crystal ball out last week by predicting a, a Morris move, a sun description. Your turn now. <laughs> I, is this is this going to be Pompey's year? Like last night, again, it was easy, 3-0, the beat Fleetwood. You just sense that there's four something nil. building four here. Nil. 
Four dollars. <laughs> I don't know why I keep on saying three dollars. You're doing Ben Close a disservice here, aren't you? Poor Ben Close. <laughs> but yeah, what's your what's your thoughts, Neil? Is this is this the year? Are we going to see Championship football from Park next season? You see, well, what he's trying to do is trying to get me to say something, and this will be the headlines you see on no, the web. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is what he did with you last week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what he did with you. You see, this is what he did. And you look at you look at Pompey's situation now. What twenty five games left? Is it? Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, a hell of a long way to go, isn't it? To be making predictions like that. However, they scored more goals than anyone else in the league. They conceded fewer goals than anyone else in the league. They've got the best goal difference than anyone else in the league. They're one point off top with a game in hand. Um, and they're playing well. Uh, they're in a tremendously strong position, aren't they? I think we're, you have to be encouraged about how this team is developing. Um, since, since Burton away, they've, they've been largely been a revelation. Been absolutely outstanding so many quality players. I was thinking um, uh, only yesterday, actually, if you were picking the team of the year in the division, other teams, other fans or whatever, there must be loads of Pompey contenders at the moment. They've got some outstanding players at this level at the moment playing at the top of their game. Watmore, Naylor, Cannon has come through for me as well. Williams is playing the best he's played for Pompey. Yeah. Raggett, don't underestimate Raggett. He's quality at this level. This level, League One, which is where we are. Forget championship, he's quality at this level. And they've gone all through the team. Callan Johnson is growing. Craig McGilvery is one of the best goalies in this league. The, the quality is there. And it's, it's difficult to say, right, probably will get promoted. I've said it all along, all along, very start of the season, when they were bad, they will get to the playoffs. But, but now they're looking like they could be in the top two. Well, we all should think they can get the top two. They can. But then there's injuries, there's loss of form. There's bizarre managerial decisions or whatever. We don't know what's going to happen. But they're in such a strong position at the moment. Surely everyone is thinking this could be the year back in the Championship. Because they'd be right to think that. This could be the year. But we just don't know what's going to happen in the next 25 games. I'll tell you what. League One clubs will be looking at Pompey at the moment, fearing them. Definitely. Pompey have beat... The stat is, Pompey have, in the last 25 games, Pompey have beaten sides by four or more goals five times that is a hell of a stat they're Definitely. banging the goals in they're getting resort after resort against rivals everything about them screams promotion but it's obviously it's not that quite that simple and we'll wait and see how the season pans out brilliant stuff well what a positive way to end the show so we're time's running out we are going to have to go here but yeah brilliant thank you so much everybody for your contributions and fingers crossed come the end of the season there will be promotion to celebrate but we'll be back next week thank you for listening thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website from less than £1 a week for everything you need to know about Pompey